We went to that uh, the game on Sunday. All of Southern California Little League teams got to go. And then at the end, they were going to have the kids run the bases. And there's like, there's we thought to ourselves, there's no way they're going to get through this in, in less than an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> so we just yeah, totally. bolted. Um, they were up. Well, you had a long drive, yeah. Yeah, six In theory, on paper, we were supposed to pod that night. So Right. And I thought about it, uh, and I was planning on it. So we came yeah. back, and we got, oh, God, we got back at like six or something. But the drive back, I ended up, um, I love being able to drive the Sequoia because it can hold, uh, it's got the center console, so it can hold seven of us. Lindsay made the joke to her brother. She goes, hey, you know, so you know what Justin's famous for? He misses getting on the 118. And it's, I'm so bad. I'm like absent-minded when I drive. Terrible. So anytime we leave, <laughs> if I have to zone. get, you know, I don't know if, you, if you've come from on the 118 and then gotten north on the 405. Or even the five. It's like you have to kind of get over, and uh, yeah. I, I, I'll miss it. And she just jokes. So on the way back, she's she's very much focused on it. <laughs> Sometimes she'll get bored of it and then get her phone out for a second, and I'll actually miss it. Yeah, man. But um, this she's, time, the next thing she feels is you getting off the freeway, and she's like, "Oh, god yeah. damn it!" <laughs> well, she even says she goes, "Well, now we're actually pros at getting. We know how to get back onto the freeway after we've missed his exit." Yeah, of course so you do. Yeah, her brother is just very much like, "I'm not letting anything slip by me." So like, we got there right at the 118, and he just says, "Justin, you got to get right." <laughs> so <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. Well done, dude. Thanks, dude. Um, how was the game? It I was great. So it. we, uh, for the first time, we got tickets uh, through a friend of ours. So we were in the low seating. Uh, if you're at home plate, we're off to the left. So what was beautiful about these seats was 100% of the game was in the shade. Yep. Yep. And we were like maybe three seats away from where the sun was hitting. So it was beautiful. Yeah, well, those 119 was our Ooh. shit for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, 113 to 119 was like yeah. for a couple seasons when Magic first bought the team with the, you know, whatever group. Uh, there was like a couple promo codes we were using all the time and we were able to get seats there for like 30 bucks. It was great. Yeah. And now, I mean, those are very expensive seats. I mean, you can't sit out in the pavilion without spending. I know. Like I mean, the bucks. pavilion was the stuff as teens. That's what we would be able to afford. It's like, oh, it was like 10 bucks for a seat. Uh, yeah. And it was all you can eat. Yep, all you can eat out there. All you can eat pavilion. (laughs) Oh man, I didn't take advantage of that. I think I maybe got one or two hot dogs, but I never really engorged. Oh yeah, no. Me and my buddies would go, and we'd be like, okay, let's see if we could do one an inning. (laughs) (laughs) And would you load them up? Would you load them up with the uh, with with mustard and onion and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a mustard man, but uh, yeah, I would do ketchup and onions for sure and relish. Now, now I fuck with mustard, but like at the time, no. This was the first time they ran out of they ran out of Dodger dogs for the first time ever that I've noticed, and so uh, I ended up getting the all beef, and it wasn't the same. I didn't like it as much. Oh wait, you don't normally get the all beef? Nope, nope. Oh, I get weird. the regular one. No, the, I always the get weird, that. Uh, you know, raccoon lips one. No, all beef. If I need to get like a regular Dodger dog, but I'm usually getting either a Brooklyn Dodger dog, huh. or uh, which is the thick snap right. casing. Right. Yeah. That's the one I usually go for. And then um, I really like the L.A. dog, which is the bacon wrapped Dodger dog from. The- Haven't had any of that stuff, man. I'm a. Dude, I just the have the. What are you the, doing the, at the Dodger game, <laughs> dude? I eat this the hot dog that has the same color on the inside as it does on the outside. You call it the snap. There ain't no yeah, snap oh, in my man. hot dog. Hear that snap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan. Well, I could go without it next time. You know that was the way it used to always be. Yeah. Um, 
then they, they yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> is Farmer John still doing it? Farmer John. I think they lost. They, 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 no, last they year, did. They, uh, last, they lost. last season was the first season without. So I don't. I don't yeah. know who makes it now. Yeah. Well, I'm still here on planet Earth. So. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> at least at least two dozen of them over the last year. Yeah. I think I feel like I'd ruin your Dodger Stadium experience. I think. You think you would think so. Yeah, because I'd be like, Justin, come on, we're going to buy the most expensive stuff we can. <laughs> well, isn't that how it always is? We ended up getting, um, I used my Apple Pay this time, because it's like, nice. I don't even want to get on my credit card anymore. But it's like, anytime you walked by, I would go use the restroom and grab another one, and it was 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. Gosh. And then I, I think I make the joke to people when they say, wow, it's that expensive. I say, you know, once it gets to a point where there's, it's so ridiculous that it's it's just, it, it's this charge that you can't even... Yeah, you can't even argue about it. It's just it's so superfluous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it just is what it is. You can't even look at the yep. receipt anymore. Nope. Yeah. So I don't have any housekeeping. Um, Ooh, I do. Jim is two weeks. Oh, you do. Do you? I do. We do got? got a voicemail. Oh, sick. Yes, helps, I forgot about that. Help us settle a it. bet. Yeah, I like to not uh, I like to not uh, spoil the voicemail. So let's right. hear it. Yeah, here we go. Hey, David and Justin. Uh, I'm going to weigh in on the Hey Dude controversy. This is Jed, by the way, Lennox. Uh, I I definitely hear Sing It Again now. So, yeah, it's also Yanny. So, yep. That's, if you're uh, playing that's it, I, have, in, I don't hear uh, it. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> All right. Um, how? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you re- my gosh. Well, you want you here. You know what? Let's do or this I could again. Do it. Uh, no, I know what it is. I was fooling around with Loopback last week, and I, <laughs> as as we, as we do, do, as we do, are you ready for this? Uh, yes. Yeah. Here we go. Here's our voicemail. Hey, David and Justin, uh, I'm gonna weigh in on the Hey Dude controversy. Oh, Jed, by the way, yeah. Lennox. Uh, I I definitely hear Sing It Again now. So yeah, it's also Yanny. So yep, that's, uh, that's <laughs> and, uh, I would say excellent to each other. <laughs> and party on dudes. Yes. I was able to hear both Laurel and Yanny. Yeah. Um, if I, it, like depending on which way I like pointed my ears or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, singing to the end now. Is really no, it's oh, not you know because what? here we hold go. On, hold on, let's Google the lyrics. Yeah. There it is. It, it, Sing it to it the end now, my man said. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics now. Sing to the end now. Sing to the end now. Sing to the end now. Play at half speed. All right, I'll do half speed again. It ain't gonna change anything. We're gonna hear it. There's no I'm way. Do, it's you know what? I'm gonna do a quarter now. speed. <laughs> oh shit! Maybe it was singing to the end now. <laughs> Every time I type in "Hey dude," it's like, hey, "Do you mean Hey Jude?" No, dude. Come on. Hey, dude. Fuck out of here. <laughs> it did change. I still think it's hey. hey. I'm just thinking, hey, dude. Uh, sing it again now. You're doing that thing. You're making me think of when it's a rabbit season, duck season, and you're going to pull a, a duck season on me, and I'm going to say rabbit season. <laughs> no, oh, my gosh. Now. <laughs> Sorry, Jed. No, he's right. You, get, <laughs> he, you know what, Jed? Get right. He got it. 44 J Pod. Uh-huh. Ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll make Robert call it. 
Sure, whatever. I don't know if that's going to change anything. <laughs> we do a whole Patreon episode on the Hey Dude theme song where it's just you, me, Robert, and Anthea arguing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So the song is Get Right. There is an ASCAP entry. It's got all the stuff we know. Uh, the album is Integrity Blues, uh, although it was also on the Are You Listening EP and the Integrity Blues Acoustic EP. Uh, and the Acoustic EP has release dated December 8th. 2017 however integrity blues itself is october 21st 2016 uh the song was released to the world uh, a couple months before the album was released august 22nd 2016 and that was as a non-radio single because then it was pushed to radio february 28th 2017 so that is my doctor strange way of describing how the song was rolled out it is track 6 of 11 on Integrity Blues. It's track 105 on the Are You Listening EP and 3 of 3 on the Integrity Blues Acoustic EP. Although, did I take those notes wrong? Because, oh yeah, there's only three tracks. I thought there were four tracks on the Acoustic EP. All right. Produced by Jimmy World and JMJ, Justin Meldel Johnson. Recorded at Sunset Sound, Shade JMJ, and Unit 2. This record was written by Jimmy Eat World. Singer is Jim. I'm just gonna play it once in my head really fast. Here are the crew for who owns this song. Phonographic copyright is exotic location recordings, copyright exotic location recordings, licensed to RCA, marketed and distributed by Sony Music Entertainment. The engineer on this record was Carlos de la Garza, Jim Adkins, and JMJ, Mike Schupan, and Zach Lind. Um, label is RCA on this one. Um, publishing, uh, do I get a pickle with that? Probably. I didn't fill it out. Uh, um, <laughs> this has been played. I mean, this song is not that old. Already been played 191 times. Damn. Um, and 25 of which are by Jim Adkins himself. Uh, first played in concert September 7th, 2016 at Bush Hall, London, England by the band. Now, let me give you Jim Adkins. He first played it June 21st, 2015 in Ithaca, New York. Um, So he premiered it, and we'll actually listen to a little bit of one of those early acoustic solo shows. Uh, Most recently played March 22nd, 2022 at the 713 Music Hall in Houston, Texas. Uh, Notable high note of A4 and G4. Notable low notes of E3 and D3. 51.2 thousand listeners, according to Last FM, that makes 220.4 thousand Scrabbles, 25 Mm. of which are from me, which is a pretty high number for me. What do you get? As of today, 143. Not nearly as close. (laughs) 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 Structure-wise, this is a D minor key 7A Camelot, 88 BPM, 250 duration, and that's for the album version, the acoustic version is a D minor uh, key as well. That's a 7A Camelot, 157 BPM. And I'm doing some quick math. Uh, They're like doubling the number there, but it still is slower because double 86 would be 172. So this is 157 BPM. Uh, But the uh, runtime is just about the same at 257. And um, my notes are sick hi-hat work on this. Really yeah. shines live, especially. And so we'll hear some live versions when you really hear Zach uh, really doing it to the hi-hat, I guess. You would oh, say. yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote bass tone, 
with spaces <laughs> between each letter. Um, because <laughs> that's a sick tone, bro. So good. Um, yeah, <laughs> I look forward to hearing those those uh, that breakdown because I've I've heard this song so many times and lyrically, uh, I, I'm. I'm going to ask you, there's one spot where I've always said it wrong. And I still have a tough time. Oh. I still sing it wrong in the chorus. So I'm wondering I'm what, if uh, you heard. You know me. I'm always doing that. Bah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm I wonder if you heard what I heard. liner notes. Okay. And then you can correct me. Um, I also noticed that when I was listening to all the... Okay. Two things. Uh, first thing, I didn't know this had an acoustic version. Uh, oh. how, how did I not come across it, right? It's my, it's my second favorite album. How did right. I not come across it? So that was a that was a uh, you know, being open to the the listeners. Yeah, had never heard that one before. But listening to all the different versions, um, I had to double take a couple of times. I had some YouTube videos open, and I played one, saw the the video angle, and paused it for a second. Had to I don't know take a call or something, and then went to the other one. Sounded the same, different angle, and I thought, oh, they shot this is the same video. And then I listened to a third one, same thing. So. <laughs> Three different times, the exact same, and I don't know if he has any kind of lead-in or anything. It was just them. It was Zach on the back with a tambo. Uh, Tom had his guitar, and then there was Jim. He's so consistent. He hit yeah. the same note, same tone, same tempo, every <laughs> all three times in that. So I got to hand it to him, man, with this one. I mean, they must have practiced, practiced the heck out of this track uh, yeah, when man. they did that one for that acoustic uh, album. And I mean, dude, they have... So many in-studio acoustic performances of this song, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I probably have 15 of them here. We're going to yeah, have to just Yeah, it's pick. probably those three that I, the three that were at the top that I listened to were just, I don't I was like, is yeah, this the live same? Live at the Edge, Live at Indie 88, A-Sides yeah. Acoustic Session, X96, yep. National Post, Zia Records, Live in the Lounge. <laughs> it's yep. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the A-Sides, National Post, and Collective Arts Black Box were the three that I highlighted because those yeah. are... I mean, they're all really the same, but just... Now, I, I want to talk about the Indy 88 one when we get okay. to it, because that's a point of contention with the Blink-155 crowd. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear... I, I look forward to hearing that. <laughs> uh, shall I jump into the lyrics, then? Of course, yeah. Okay. Uh, again, okay. So, again, with these... A lot of these lyrics, I don't really know what they're talking about going into it, and in this case, with this specific song, I was actually singing the lyrics incorrectly in the chorus, but we're going to take this verse, break it down in half, and uh, we'll take it from there. So... This is the first half of verse one. Hands will take their place far from intentions made. And I think this is a reference to idle hands. If you're not staying busy, you can get into mischief. And uh, far from intentions made, he has landed far from where he was intending to. So maybe he had some plans. Hands will take their place. They're going to do what they want. If, I, if I'm not doing something and they're going to want to do something, uh, and they end up far from my intentions. Like I can't control it. It's just it's this is this uh, this something deep inside me is telling me to just keep moving. Uh, second half, disguised as patience, time gets wasted. Now is for the now, so get loud. Well, I love that those four lines there in this yeah. the last line in this verse really kind of brings you up into the chorus. They they almost make you rise up. Uh, and another thing I wanted to mention is this comes right out of uh, past the baby, right? Which at the end of that has that big, yeah. huge. It almost you know like it. Jim was saying there was no way for them to really notate this and say, oh, there's a pattern to this. Is they had to memorize how that song ended 
Uh, and it just ends with this huge crash. And then you come into this. It's almost relentless for for about six, seven minutes. You've got past the baby and then you've got get right. Yeah. And so the verse doesn't take long to get into this chorus here. So and this is where I would I would screw up. So it's I'm I'm destination addicted. I just got to be someplace else. I always heard, oh, oh, just a nation addicted. That's what I heard. Just a nation addicted. And I thought it was like, okay, we're all addicted to something and we've all got our addictive personalities. Mm. But it's I'm, I'm, which is, a, which goes, which flows with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm destination addicted. I just got to be someplace else. Did you ever hear that incorrectly? I thought I remember. No. Did you have any incorrect? Maybe the first time I heard it, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think Not I ever. Yeah, because usually I'll be like, oh, stop, go back. I need to listen to this live. I've always sung it this way. I don't think my mind could formulate what those words would be. Right. I, I first And first I heard, oh, oh, instead of I'm, I'm. So that mm. threw me off. And then destination yeah, it's hard addicted. To say, like, um, it's hard to say how I heard it then versus how yeah. I know it to be now. Yeah. So I've always heard it that way, but now I've, I've been working hard to uh, to fix that. So now I hear destination <laughs> addicted. I just got to be someplace else. And I think this the narrator here is always looking for the finish line, that completed goal, and then uh, and then on to the next one. I just got to be someplace else. That's done. Check it off, and let's move on to the next thing on our list. Never good time. Never feel the space to get it right. Get right. And I think this is a moment when he realizes that he's always moving, always wanting more. And uh, he he should get right and be okay with putting it on pause. He should be, um, just be able to sit down on the couch and watch an episode of uh, or or you know something like Harry Potter or something, and just really chill out. And uh, but no, he can't. Never a good time. Never feel the space to get it right. Get right. No. Um. Let's see. Verse two. Hands will find their way to eyes inches from my face. All right, sounds like here he's rubbing his eyes in frustration or burying his head in his hands, right? Hands will find their way. They're going to move like in that, like very similar to hands will take their place to eyes inches from my face. Originally, I thought it was two eyes as in the number two. Oh. And somebody was there in front of him. Two eyes. I still read it that way. I looked. I mean, how did, what did the liner notes say? I mean, it reads Oh, I see what you're saying, but it's T-O, but you're just saying to eyes eyes. inches from my face. So, okay. you know, but yeah, why are you touching somebody else's eyes? That's kind of gross. Well, and this is pre-COVID. This was, really- I think well, <laughs> maybe pulling somebody in close to eyes inches from my face, but that doesn't really fill in, fall in line with the context of this song. Um, I think he's to eyes inches from my face. Like he's rubbing his eyes in frustration or he's got his hands over his eyes. Like I said, in the second half here, burying his head in his hands. Um, and then the second half of this verse is my heart gets beating I drink freely. How to hold it down? Hold it down. And I got a question mark at the end. Uh, and this was after this is after he supposedly had uh, righted himself uh, mm-hmm. with with being clean and dry. So I drink freely. Maybe this was before when he's like, I he, maybe I needed to have some drinks to quell the anxiety and the increased heart rate, uh, and just try and push those feelings down. Hold it down. Suppress that feeling that I have. Uh, yeah, in my mind, I don't know, man. This reads like he killed somebody, and like you think so? Like, uh, like uh, pushes thumbs into their eye sockets. <laughs> what movie am I thinking it's of? Holding it, them down. Uh, I don't know. We Bastards? About Was it Inglorious Bastards? Maybe. I, feel I like think we so. Talked about it before. Yeah, we did. Well, uh, well, yeah. 
Oh, you know what? I think there's a Phoebe Bridgers song that we talked about where she talks about killing somebody by sticking her fingers into somebody's Jeez. eyes. I don't yeah. think Jim had ever. And I think your reaction was a lyric exactly like that. that. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> if we look up "inglorious," if we search yeah. for that word, we would find it twice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I so gotta they, move all my Avid stuff to this machine now, they, and then yeah. I could just pull stuff up live. Oh, I'll do I it. love it. Give okay. me a couple episodes, but yeah. Sure, man. I love it. it and we got so much content to go through. It's not like yeah. we're doing it so early. Yeah. So good timing. Uh, and then we have the chorus again. And then we have uh, the bridge, which is cool because I think this is that moment where it's just like chugging on. Really taking us out of the... Uh, it, it sounds like um, before it was like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. But with the, it almost sounds like Zach is underneath playing like a march. So it's like yeah. one and two and three and four, one and two yeah. and three and four. So we got Jim singing this. Okay, okay, enough. Let me explain. Okay, okay, enough. Get on with it. Ah, okay, okay, get up. Get on with it. According oh, to you're right. Notes. You're right. Okay, oh, okay, okay, enough. Get up. Get on. Get up. On with it. Right. No. Okay. Okay. Get up. Get on with it. Okay. That's. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. First one is enough. Enough. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Enough. Get up. Get uh, on uh, with uh, it. Uh, uh, uh. No. Enough. The second time. Ah. Okay. Okay. Enough. Okay. Let me get explain. Up. Okay. Ah. Okay. Get up. Get on with it. There we go. Change that. Okay. Okay. Get up. Get on with it. Ah. I see. Okay, okay, get up, get on with it. So this four-line block here, uh, get up, get on with it. I, I think he's at his wit's end, and he's trying to make excuses. And then finally, an angry submission. He should be able to do this himself, and that's where the line, okay, okay, get up, get on with it, is comes into play. It's just just get up and get on with it, dude. You got you you need to. Well, and maybe this goes back to let me explain. That could be, I guess, be taken two ways. Get up, get on with it. Could be he's going to continue with it and kind of giving in. And then there's the other half that's kind of like, you got to get on with your life, man. You can't be, uh, you can't bend over backwards to just trying to continue moving forward. Take a break for a moment. And then the second half of this bridge is maybe if I stand up straight, one small thing I can change. Maybe if I, maybe if I, maybe I, 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 I. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I hear, but it's I'm, I'm. I mean, he's saying I'm, I'm, but he's basically saying, oh, oh. He's doing his best yeah. baby havoc right there. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe if I stand up straight, one small thing I can change. Maybe if I, maybe if I, maybe, maybe, maybe. And all these what ifs and suggestions. Well, that's what I love about the maybe if I, maybe if I. Like, it could be anything. Maybe if I fucking drink less. Maybe if I fucking walk maybe instead this, of drive maybe my car. That. When is yeah. when? Yeah, when am I going to stop uh, making excuses? Yeah, and and saying maybe this, maybe that, and so the bridge is that uh, is the call to action here, trying to fix all of this stuff that he's proceeded with, explaining to us how he's he's this broken man that just can't sit still and sit idle or sits yeah, yeah. and then it goes into the chorus again, but it is like a how long did you say the song is three uh two two something fifty. Yeah, it's almost three minutes. It's it's so fast. It hits you in the face. So just four different blocks of lyrics there. Um, just talking about destination addiction, getting that uh, getting to that finish line and then find it. Well, we're done with this race. Let's do another one. Yeah, I love how the song ends. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just as it starts, man. With it's the, a very natural extension of what was done on the end of Pass the Baby. Right. And it's very, it falls in line with that, those dissonant chords that Jimmy Eat World would play in between chords. Or yeah. let's say they're in between verses and stuff like on uh, on Static Prevails or even Clarity. But those those uh, lowering the standards in a process, of, you know, the the chords yeah. that they would play at the beginning of that, that would just be like, wow, wow, wow. Very much in line with that. So you're right. Yeah, it falls in line. Those two songs right in the middle of this album here. Yeah, six. Yeah, five and six of 11. So right smack dab in the middle. So there you have it. Those are the lyrics. Very good, Justin. Yes. Uh, terrific job. Now, uh, one thing I did uh, notate here, uh, there are a couple lines that were notated on Genius. Uh, I'm I'm destination addicted. Uh, Accelerometric, uh, six years ago, and accepted by Ken Partridge, says, Destination addiction is a condition in which people only find happiness in reaching an end goal. Sufferers will jump from goal to goal, constantly looking for something new and not taking the time to appreciate the journey, which is pretty much what you said, but giving uh, giving the community a little shout out here. Uh, here's one from K9LEY, uh, Kaylee with a nine, maybe. Um, and uh, this is not approved yet. This is from five years ago. The, uh, uh, my heart gets beating. I drink freely. How to hold it down. Hold it down. This is what Kaylee says about it. The narrator is trying to pacify his thoughts with alcohol. He turns to Ben's drinking as a way of finding comfort and avoiding psychological struggle. It's hard to keep it all down. And then uh, Kaylee comes back in the bridge. This is the entire bridge notated. Uh, the narrator is, uh, is under so much pressure by himself and is becoming very desperate. He doesn't know how to help himself, so he's trying all of the small things <laughs> that he can think of, none that are effective in his situation. So those are the notations from the genius, the rapgenius.com. And uh, there that is. Shall we jump into track notes? Sure. So in, in line with that, kind of yes. following along, um, I did go to Song Facts, and they had something. Mm-hmm. Uh, vocalist Jim Adkins explained the song's meaning to the sun. That's about focusing on the wrong target, avoiding doing the sometimes uncomfortable self-work for real change, looking for external validation. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he means by any of that. <laughs> well... You know how we talked about him with transcendental transcendental meditation. So it's That's not right. easy to say, right? Um, I think that goes along with it, and it's it's almost like acceptance of not being able to do everything, that external mm-hmm. validation, and trying to please others when you'll end up finding more happiness in uh, in just pleasing yourself and being true to yourself in what you want to do, and not necessarily what you feel like other people want you to do. And he just did it in, in bigger words. Uncomfortable yeah. self-work for real change, looking for external validation. Jim's just using his big boy words there. <laughs> uh, let's take a listen to this. Here is a BBC One radio interview from August um, when they premiered the song. Uh, and I believe it's interview, yeah, and then get right, but he should talk about the song a little bit here. I didn't Brand new from Jimmy World. I spoke to Jim from the band earlier today and we were asking about the three-year gap since the last album. <laughs> this is Jim. It's uh, the culmination of effort by the group and uh, 
a guy named Justin Melville Johnson. He's a producer. He, I guess M83 is the last big thing he did before starting us. But yeah, we recorded in LA. We started last November, went through like, gosh, went through like almost April. Wow. Um, did you approach the actual recording of the record differently then in that case? Oh yeah, definitely. There was some stuff that was in, in the fully formed category, but but most of it was, was sort of put together um, in a more spontaneous, more breathing kind of environment. Yeah. It, it especially feels a long time coming because we uh, didn't do anything with the band for a solid year. So did you did you go back to it with a totally reinvigorated energy and and a new outlook on doing things and and uh, a newfound enthusiasm? Is that is that what the that year away gave you? I think it just helped us get in touch with things as people. And by that, I mean, like, I think I'm in a place where I'm willing to throw away the default responses to problems yeah. in life. And, you know, I'm willing to check my ego and, and you know, really get out. What, what's the best way to approach this? What's the best way to solve this particular issue or problem? Well, I think Get Right is amazing. It's, it's a beautiful thing to have um, new music from you and the band. So you're going to be playing some shows. You're doing a couple of really small shows here in well, next month, right? Correct. Some exclusive <laughs> gigs. That makes it sound more cool than, like, you know, small shows. Yeah. Imagine that this is just the beginning of, of what hopefully will be um, a healthy, full, extended touring pattern of coming to UK and playing all over the place. I can't wait to play the new songs for people record release day can't come soon enough i'm really happy that, that you're going to be spinning a new tune that's that's really awesome well i'm very happy to to be that first port call as well so thank you for that do you have a release date we do <laughs> um i i, I gotta we're, we'll be we'll be we'll be talking about that soon but i think i don't want to get people's hopes up and, and then have to have to backtrack after that all right i appreciate that this week's raucous record the track <laughs> i remember yeah. when integrity blues was coming out and we we're like because they had finished like it felt like a year before the record had even been announced and we we're like well what the fuck so <laughs> right time he was ready man chomping at that bit yeah. <laughs> ready to do everything by the way and i think jed would appreciate that did you know that the idiom is champing at the bit really are you it sure is. dude check chomping chomp chomp like, I always think chomp like you're chewing, like chomp, chomp, chomp. I know you do. but Champing uh, at the bit, huh? Champing at the bit. Are you going to make me have to explain phrase myself? Indeed, go, no, I think it's chomping. No, the original phrase. <laughs> I'm going to get you on board, and then I'm going to pull the rug out from under you. No, the original phrase is indeed champing at the bit, but chomping at the bit emerged in America in the 1930s, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, and chomp has overtaken champ in common use. Where are we living right now, David? America. America. <laughs> you know, one of those nights that uh, Keaton threw up, I made uh, meatloaf and Rio was over and I said, you want some? And she was like, oh, I don't like meatloaf. I was like, oh, I thought you liked America and freedom. <laughs> Here's your loaf of meat. <laughs> Ma, oh, the meatloaf. <laughs> what is, what is her, she man? doing in what there? What is she doing in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do love this. We talk about this. This was a hype sticker track. So when stuck to the beginning of the, the front of the vinyl or the CD uh, or what have you, eight track, um, this was uh, this was on there. Speaking of uh, weird dead formats, did you ever have a mini disc player? Uh, 
mini disc. The only thing that played mini discs that I had was a um, my GameCube. That was it. But no, no, that's not quite a mini disc. No, let me look. Are, are those the thick GameCube ones? GameCube was a small CD, but a mini disc was a cartridge that had a disc Ooh. inside it. Oh, you know what? I never did. I know what you're talking yeah, about. It's I a didn't little either. plastic. A buddy of mine had it, and I was like, I kind of really want that. Yeah. And, well, what uh, was the then, draw to that? How much could they hold? 80 <sighs> minutes of. It, it, is that it, what it is? I think it was a precursor to MP3 players. So you okay. could fit like a grip of MP3s on one, but like. Uh, Mini disc size, I guess. Right, because let's say 80, what was a CD? Was that 700 megabytes? Uh-huh, yeah. So, so this, this is could 80. fit 60, 74, and 80 minutes of digitized audio. So that's not an MP3. Yeah. Weird. No, but 80 minutes, I wonder what the, the, the amount of data that you could fit on them is. Um, not length yeah, of time. Hmm, let's um, let's see. Capacity is what I'm looking for. Uh, it had anti-skip. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, had a feature that prevents disc skipping under all but the most extreme conditions. Um, operation copy protection. I think it was probably more uh, uh, less simple to uh, say. So let's yeah, see. A, a, a standard... CD is 80 minutes and 700 megabytes. Yeah. Yeah, and a standard player was eighty. Yeah, minutes. So I don't know. It felt it fit the same amount of music yeah, on a smaller, but just smaller. Volume. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I don't know. There it is. That's why it never. That's probably what everyone's reaction was. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They were really cool. I really liked that. I I had a laserdisc player for a while, um, that I got like secondhand. Uh, I really love playing my Sega Saturn. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff. I love dead formats, man. I, I was gonna say I'm glad you've explored all of those because uh, <laughs> I got to play them at friends' houses. Never got one myself. So, were Jaguar was Jaguar and 3DO on the same level? Panasonic had 3DO, but yeah, they were the same release. Uh, they were the same generation of. Okay, systems. I thought so. And which do you remember which one had Bonk? Nope. Uh, I want okay. I want to say that one was 3DO because you I, you'd go in there and you or the Neo Geo. You would go in and play Neo I never Geo. Had a Neo and, Geo. Yeah. Oh, man. Bonk. 44 Jade Pod, if you know what that one is. <laughs> Bonk's Adventure. Oh, maybe TurboGrafx 16. That's what it was. It was TurboGrafx 16. Oh, I don't know that one. See, all these other ones, man. That's why I stuck with my my hand me down uh, Sega Genesis from my cousin. I stuck with that <laughs> and a little bit of Altered Beast, and I was good to go. Altered Beast was Sega Genesis. They had it on another system, huh? What did I say? Uh, you said, oh, uh, I thought you said, I don't know what you Sega said. Sega Genesis, yeah. Sega Genesis, you did, okay. Didn't you just say I, that? I guess I was still looking at the TurboGrafx-16. Oh, okay. And so I was like, oh, he's said, he has said something else. Uh, yeah, okay. Altered Beast was, sto- was dope. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Rise from up. your grave. Power Start up. This, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Uh, okay. okay. Um, I've got uh, a couple Wikipedia blurbs. Uh, from this, and this is where I got all my dates. On October, on August twenty first, twenty sixteen, the band released a new song titled "Get Right," available for free download from their official website on August thirtieth. So that's where August twenty first there, but I got twenty second from somewhere else. I think that was on Discogs. So August thirtieth, twenty sixteen, the band debuted the single "Sure and Certain" on radio and announced a new album. So that was like when they did the rollout on the thirtieth, but on the twenty first, they just premiered "Get Right" out of nowhere. Um, uh, they announced the new album, Integrity Blues, which was released on October 21st. The band planned to tour in 2018 as part of the Integrity Blues tour with supporting acts The Hotelier, 
the hotelier and uh, microwave. Um, I saw microwave open for Motion City soundtrack, and I hated them. Mm. But I oh, know yeah? people like them. Yeah, they're just not good. Not not mm. my cup of tea. Um, uh, here's another blurb. Get Right was released as the second single in February 2017, which was followed up by tours of U.S., South America, and Germany. Uh, and the last little blurb I got from Wikipedia, Get Right is driven by an aggressive, down-tuned guitar riff and heavy-sounding percussion instrumentation. Um so that is what I have. They did play Conan in January of 2017 and played Get Right and Integrity Blues, but only Integrity Blues is able to be found uh, on the interwebs. And uh, here's a little bit more blurbing about the acoustic EP. In December, the Integrity Blues acoustic EP was released featuring acoustic versions of Integrity Blues, Sure and Certain, and Get Right. So those are the blurbs that I have. Okay, and I, you know, I, I don't know if, if if any of these were some that you've mentioned from the Wikipedia article. Stop me, but I've got a few because this was uh, the lead single. There's a lot of blurbs for the well. It was like that's what's weird is it's it was a lead single, but then it wasn't the first or it was right. like the first single, but not the lead single. I don't know. It's right. weird. Yeah. So these might I've got five different blurbs. Uh, there's one from here I have from NME. Which was uh, September 29th, 2016. Andrew Trendle. Jimmy World Unveil acoustic video for Get Right. And they just say, Get Right is the lead single from their upcoming ninth album, Integrity Blues, stripped back of its volume and heaviness. This acoustic rendition has one of the tracks, has none of the tracks edge, only exemplifying the anguish and intensity at its core. But then go on to say uh, what Jim has to say about this. The album has a lot of nuances to it. But in a general way, you could say that it's about how the best that any of us have at any given point is that we're all in a state of progress. Frontman Jim Adkins told Drown and Sound about Integrity Blues. Coming to terms with that and being at peace with that in that means focusing on what you truly control. That's your effort. The outcome is not up to you. It's a waste of time to take negative outcomes personally, and it's a waste of your time to interpret positive outcomes as anything other than what you should be grateful for. Man, Jim is, I don't know if he was reading from something, but that is a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> He's and so then well a couple spoken. Of, he is, to a point to where I can't even repeat what he says. Nope. <laughs> uh, so Spin.com, this is also June of June 29, 2017, written by Stereo Gum, talking about the video for Get Right. Last year, veteran emo greats Jimmy World released an impressive album called Integrity Blues. Get Right, the first single, is more of a radio rock churn than most of it. And it's not the album's best song, but it has a certain undeniable power on of its own. The band just dropped a new video for the song, and it's grainy, mostly black and white showcase for their sweaty live show. Check it out below, and they have a link to the video. So yeah, I, I love that they say, remark. We should watch it a little bit here. I yeah. set up a watch together room, a watch Hit together me. room. Uh, I'll paste it in here and let's take a look Jump at this in. video because I'm not super familiar with it, but it looks like your standard like band playing in a thing. Synced up to the sure. type of video. <laughs> Ooh, karate chop. The hammer. <laughs> All atmosphere sound out the window right there. <laughs> so there's like a lot of like, um, so it's like a standard video and then a bunch of overlays. Yeah, it's they got the nice little lyric video because you lyrics. see a lot of lyrics. 
I like the phone overlay like it's recording yeah. up there on that screen. That's nice. They must have been so proud of this track, man. Uh, so, yeah, this is like a setup at a venue where they shot a bunch of times and then they interspliced it with actual footage from shows and stuff. Yeah. They probably did it at soundcheck. Did you see the, uh, the superimposed roadways? Yeah, but they're like Shutterstock style. <laughs> Saw New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go, the map. Ah, uh, yes. Transformer, power station. Ah, uh, there's Robin. Yeah, yeah. When you played the band, did you sing with your mouth on the mic like that, or did you not? I'll tell you why I didn't. I had a bad ground, and so anytime oh, I touched always, the mic, always had a bad ground. Baby. My my lips would uh, get uh, shocked. Yeah, I'll tell a story but, about that. Actually, about Jimmy Eat World, I've told it before on the pod, but only for the end of this. So I used to tie a T-shirt over my uh, over the microphone head, but yeah, I would get right up on that. I would almost uh, just have both lips on the microphone. Head. Yeah, and it was always dented. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a dented Shure SM58? Is this is this great? All right, we're good. All right. It's like SM58s were like chucks back in the yep. day. Like when yep. you get the chucks and you walk out of the store, you just scuff the shit out of them so they look more in. <laughs> yeah. Now it's you ready. You walk out of Guitar Center with an SM58, you just drop it on the sidewalk. <laughs> now it's ready. So I told this mm. way back at the beginning of the pod. Um, pretty Oof. cool video. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah huh. Whatever that stock element was of the paper tearing. Yeah. Um, they used a lot. Um, so, yes. Uh, I didn't at the beginning. And then, obviously, I studied hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of Blink-182 live videos. And I was like, man, their mouths are really, like, on top of the mic. And then I started doing that at shows. And I was like, oh, now you can, like, hear my voice. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I did that. But, yes, almost all the time and especially you're spitting on the mic and stuff like that and it's not your mic so you're getting whatever diseases from all the people that used it you know it's the house mic or whatever and you're getting shocked the entire time but it's the (laughs) only way you can hear yourself and like your vocals can be heard over the mix i think it really does make a difference like getting on top of the mic um but so i remember seeing jimmy world at the glass house probably was the first show first of this futures era and i kept seeing during that first song jim like backing off the mic and then after the first you know usually they play the first two songs back to back or whatever and then there's banter um uh somebody ran out and replaced or unplugged the xlr and then plugged something that was about six inches long into the xlr and then into the mic and i guess that ground that right. fixed whatever the shock was and i was like oh man i need one of those with yep. my like i need to keep one of those in my base case so i can just bring it to every <laughs> venue um but i never figured out what that thing was um so yeah i think i told that story at the beginning yeah of the you have i remember we, i think we did a little bit of a search yeah yeah 
That's cool, though, that they figured that out. I mean, they could tell right away that he was backing off of it. Yeah, man. I think he sort of, like, motioned, and they kind of, yeah. like, knew. They, they knew what yeah. was up. So, anyway, yeah, uh, cool video. Really, that must have been done really, really, really on the cheap. But, I mean, like, you know, it's what it is. Um, it's whatever. Uh, they also did a lyric video, and uh, as they were wont to do with uh, um, lyric videos from this record, it's full of stock footage. So let's take a look at this one. This is like looks like a national wow. park, and I do 40s. like this. It, yeah, even the even the the superimposed the lyrics on top they fit that same style. Yeah. Oh, I wonder where this is. It's coastal. My Maybe guess, up in Oregon. Yeah, I would say Pacific Northwest, uh, Sequoia National Forest. You want to go camping, David? I love the transitions. Yeah, it's definitely like um, up that way. Yeah, it looks like that was uh, not Morro Bay, but. Uh, the Bixby Canyon Bridge. Oh. So mid-California up. Yep, there's that bridge. Oh, yeah. Very Bixby, huh? That one bridge. I descended Hmm. a dusty gravel ridge. (laughs) Beneath the Bixby Canyon Bridge. That's right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, so uh, I've got a couple um, reviews of the album that specifically mention the song. Here's Sputnik Music, uh, written by Sewing. They gave it five out of five, the record. This was released October 24th, 2016. Pass the Baby and Get Right marks something of a departure within the album's context, adopting more of a wholehearted rock approach rather than glistening alternative style that most of the Integrity Blues album demonstrates a flair for. It disrupts the flow a bit, but there are moments from each track that make the detour worthwhile. And then he goes on to say later, Pass the Baby will catch you off guard the first time you hear it because everything about it, I'm just giving you context because he goes sure. in to get right right after. Um, Pass the Baby will catch you off guard the first time you hear it because everything about it leads you to believe that its end game is merely electronically driven, somewhat downtrodden experimentalism. However, as the track tumbles further down toward the rabbit hole with what can only be described as borderline drone music, you're treated to full-on, minute-long electric guitar breakdown. It's not a particularly complicated solo or anything, but the shock factor alone is enough to hold your interest for the duration. It also serves as the ideal lead-in to Get Right, which continues Integrity Blue's misdirection, uh, or midsection, push for more of a rock and roll aesthetic. It's difficult to deny the results as Get Right swells with a sense of desperation born out of the album's heaviest percussion and lines like I'm destination addicted, just gotta be someplace else. While this dual track sidebar detracts from the overall atmosphere of the record, they function perfectly together and bring forth quality contributions for what Integrity Blues would be a lesser album without. I think that was, that's probably the best distilled. Yeah. Uh, description of it 
uh, more than Aiden Reynolds from Drowned in Sound. I'm saying more than like I remember this, <laughs> um, <laughs> who gave it a seven out of ten. Also released that same day. Every Jimmy Eat World release arrives pre-steeped in nostalgia, and Get Right's little pull from Futures has a pleasing familiarity that makes it very welcome. It's not a facsimile, but an update of a period I consider to be their best. There's a down-tune riff that sits on the pleasant side of aggressive, allowing Jim Adkins to expertly control the direction of the song through the rise and fall of his voice. So actually, that was pretty good, too. Okay. Um, so I have a couple. Uh, one is sort of a review, but the other one, just to kind of take me out of the uh, the bigger platforms that are reviewing this thing i got one from stereo gum uh from august 22nd 2016 tom brihan here says uh, the arizona emo anthem bashers jimmy world have enjoyed a groundswell in support lately just ask any of the emo revival bands about clarity or ask taylor swift about the middle and now pitchfork reports that the band will follow up their last album 2013's damage with this new ep this fall first single get right is a big churning very produced rock rager the type of of thing that feels engineered to get airplay on rock radio. I don't know whether to be annoyed that they're try- not trying to latch onto these younger bands playing around with their old sounds or whether to respect it. Listen to Get Right Below. Uh, and I came on a, came upon a smaller website, which I love these little ones that keep going. You know, you see these ones that'll stop three or four years ago. They'll have their last post. Um, I think there was one last week. I didn't remark about it, but it said <laughs> they had a little plug-in in the sidebar that said posting... The last post since X days ago, and it was like 1,026 days ago. Damn, they haven't posted in like three years, two or three years. Yeah. This one, themostimportantsong.com. Let me tell you about it real quick. This is, the About page says, it started out as an attempt at sharing a new song every day. After about 560 songs, we decided to roll back to something a bit more relaxed and now just post what when we find something great. Have a listen, find a song, and join us in this never-ending journey to find and share new music curated by Keith and Carrie from Austin, Texas, USA. They have a lovely, Keith Robinson has a lovely uh, playlist on Spotify that you can add. I don't know if he's moved that over to Apple Music. That's a possibility. <laughs> uh, but they did post on August 25th, 2016. Keith says uh, he Pulls a couple blocks of lyrics here. Uh, when I saw there was a new Jimmy World song, I thought to myself, as often as I often do when my older favorites release new music, I'll give that a listen. How bad can it be? Well, Color Me Pleasantly Surprised, Get Right, is a fairly straightforward rock track. Short, punchy, and crunchy. It's good and makes me ex- a bit excited for their new album, which drops in October. So very, I mean, and their last post was on uh, April 26th of 21. So just, I guess that's a year ago. But uh, still, I mean, good to see that these uh, these people have put together 500 or so tracks. So that's the yeah. most important song. And that's all I got. All right. I've got a few. We know we like to visit these folks. I've got four YouTube reviewers because this album is oh, uh, man. full yeah. of them. So let me True. jump to the needle drop at 156 mentions this. This, vid- this hey, video. Hey, everyone. Anthony called- Fantano here. Oh, Anthony Fantano. That's a name I've heard before. Um, so he is going over the best and worst songs um, uh, of the week of August 28th. So let's take a listen. Not really sure how to take this track. It's just another really underwhelming and disappointing No Age song. Um, and then we have uh, the new Jimmy Eat World track, 
Get Right, which uh, sort of takes the band's original sound or the sound that we remember them for in the 2000s uh, and tosses it in the trash and instead gives us this <laughs> overly dramatic, melodic, and uh, uh, shimmery and showy mix that sounds like something Coldplay would use, much more than a band from sort of uh, uh, the Jimmy Eat World sort of pop rock and emo rock era. Uh, it's kind of a cold play effect. I think all these bands are come through and they're like, Oh, well, let's just try to sound like the most popular rock band today and just sound, you know, really showy and huge and dramatic. Uh, even though that's not really our style, we'll just attempt that. And, uh, the worst song of the week actually does that very same thing. It is the some 41 song war. <laughs> Jeez, was so he in a bad mood funny? today? I guess. I don't know. What's up with the shirt too? Jesus. I don't know, Christ. That's torn. Of- um, so, uh, I could see him saying that about like eight other songs on Integrity Blues, but not Get Right. Where's right. he getting the Coldplay reference and Get Right? Uh, By the way, the new Coldplay record is so good. The la- Is it their last one? Uh, Yes, but yeah. I didn't realize it had come out because I thought their last one before that was still new. So <laughs> yeah. that one, it was like a two-parter and I was like, eh, it's like background music. I can't really listen to it. Um, but this new one reminds me more of Milo Zyloto, which is my favorite Coldplay record. Yeah. This is music of the sphere. Couldn't tell Spheres, you, that, music of that the That sounds spheres. exactly like what the album cover looks yeah. like. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So this is Christian Doyle at 319. We're going to hear it. I really, really enjoyed Get Right. How do we even start talking about Get Right? It is probably the most rocky song on the record. It's got an absolutely massive massive chorus i love the guitar tone throughout and the vocal tone throughout the song and the backing vocals throughout Look at the travis song. Parker, like longing uh, looking uh, at just him absolutely incredible <laughs> especially in the chorus where they really add a layer to when he's singing get right there's variety throughout this record it can go from a rocky song like get right into something like integrity blues the title track which is just all orchestral and stripped back and I'm trying to see what this uh, set list is, but I don't recognize any of the song names. Anyway, so that's what uh, Brian Doyle, is that his name? Uh, Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> uh, Christian Doyle had to say about Get Right Then. Here he is at 228, our boy, Mr. Movie Phone. Movie ARTV. Phone, yes. I love Mr. Movie Phone. <laughs> Give me, me some more. 228 on this. God, how many times have we had Mr. Movie Phone on? Oh, all, a dozen? All the time. A dozen? Some of those earlier moments. Even though Sure and Certain was the first official single from this album, Get Right was the first taste we had. And I really enjoyed kind of that rough bass groove that we had going on there. Just a rocking track that really saw them kind of coming back and doing so with a force to be reckoned with. And then we got Sure and Certain. Doesn't he sound like he always got a, like a cold or something? Uh, um, well... Kind of like the the horse, the horse. Uh, not a horse, but it's like a nasally deep. I don't know how to describe it. So here's Spectrum Pulse. This is our last one at four minutes. Mentions the. Uh, hey there, folks. Yeah, there he is. This is the guy I always <laughs> thought you referred to as Mr. Movie Phone. This is oh, the no. Paul Roger guy. This, this is, is dude, dude. Where I left Roger. the video. So, like, YouTube remembers the last time he, where you were. Dude, the minute I clicked the thing, he's just like, Bull Roger. Bull Roger. <laughs> I was so happy. All right. All right. No, no, no. This is not Mr. Movie Phone. Mr. Okay. Movie Phone's the other guy because he sounds yes. more like Russ Leatherman. But, uh, I, I, yes, I think I hold them both in the same regard. So, 
Uh, four minutes is where I want to be for this guy. I'll give him some... Then again, you could also compare those moments to the grinding grooves of Pretty Grits, or the buzzy scratches of Pass the Baby that eventually break into a Muse-esque math core breakdown, or the very clear Muse influence on the guitar tones, progressions, or even parts of the vocal line of Get Right. You know, I have to admit, there's a part of me that actually thinks the brighter tones are a better fit for Jimmy Eat World, if only because of the tonal choices in the guitars against the bass melodies are so much stronger. A lot of that melody comes through, and when accented against the keys on it matters the echoing piano tone and the borderline tremolo riff on the bridge of you are free or fuck maybe yeah. this is mr movie phone i'm like listening to his voice maybe i've right. always mixed them up man this is who i thought mr movie phone was and yeah, we have was, we've had yeah, maybe he's a little more movie phone <laughs> let me let's go back to the other guy let's listen to him. <laughs> he's got a deeper voice it's more resonant but i don't know yeah. this guy's more animated this guy's like and theater three which is more of a traditional Jimmy Eat World song. I do enjoy this one, but whenever the album really gets going for me, it's whenever we start taking a deeper dive into... I don't know, they're kind of both the same. They do this, like, they do that, like, newscaster, that journalist affectation yeah. to their voice. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm very guilty of that, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so here <laughs> is the last little review blurb I've got. This is from Uproxx. Uh, and uh, just jumping into the middle here. Uh, oh, this is a listicle, I guess, about the best songs. And this wasn't on that list, but here we go. And while I've come to appreciate it as Integrity Blue's thesis statement, Get Right was a terribly uninspiring lead single, plodding and lacking any real strong hook. It provided no indication of JMJ's involvement or why Jimmy oh, World wanted gosh. to work with the guy in the first place. What? And then later they say, uh, maybe everything will be all right. Maybe not terrible, not great, just kind of on life's terms. That was also the message of Get Right, but its attempt at real talk wasn't anywhere near as convincing as You Are Free. So that's what Uprox had to say, and they're mm. listicle. Um, and then I do have chart info for the album Integrity Blues. Uh, in Australia, it peaked at number 27, uh, Canadian Billboard uh, chart. Uh, Canadian albums billboard chart uh, peaked at 70, I guess. It's in, uh, yeah, I think 70. Uh, German albums uh, peaked at 35. Irish albums peaked at 41. New Zealand Heat Seeker albums peaked at number six. Scottish albums peaked at number 15. Swiss albums peaked at number 80. UK albums peaked at 21. US Billboard peaked at uh, Billboard 200 peaked at 17. Mm. US Top Alternative albums peaked at number four. Those are the chart info for Integrity Blues. All right. Um, yeah. Any other reviews or anything that you have or saw? Nah, we've gone through them all. All right. Let's. I've got a couple interesting things here. One is a fan-made music video for this song. Oh, uh, sweet. Let me go ahead and pull up the username. Anthony Salazar. I want to see his patches. A lot of flash frames, but that's okay. I like these match cuts. These are good. 
love this location. Yeah. Do you think they broke into like an old mall? It, or yeah, something? it's got. Yeah. There's no one there. There's locks on everything too. This kind of looks like the Encanto. This is where you and I would have an acoustic show. We'd say we'd invite all our friends out on a Friday night. Yeah. Get a bonfire going in the middle of it. Stop punk? It definitely says punk. Narcissist. His, his breast patch kind of looks like a Ghostbusters name tag. <laughs> Do you think the twist at the end is the dudes are gonna end up together? A oh, flat frame. <laughs> and the girls are all end up together. I love oh, that those. Well done. They've done a lot of cool effects with this. Transitions and stuff. This is really uh, creative. I don't get how four people can be in this area and no one else is there. I know it's wild. This looks like it's in Brazil, though. Brazil? Made by students of the audiovisual communication career. Yeah, definitely looks like a student video. That's the CSUN, but the Brazilian equivalent. <laughs> How cool. CSOL. CSOL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, this next one is called Ocean Fathoms. It's another fan-made. Uh, it's not quite like a fan-made video. It's more of like a just a footage montage, but it's kind of cool. 3L2 Productions. This guy's like taking the sign of no swimming and he's going to shove it. Yeah, he's man. Get out of here. Swim when we want. I never uh, got into surfing. Me neither, man. I Too went to the beach a lot cold. as a kid, but like the, I, I did a lot of bodyboarding and a little bit of boogie boarding. I never got the allure of getting up at 5 a.m. to get out in the water no. at 6 o'clock. Wait, in the cold-ass water? Fuck that. Yeah, no man. way. Not and my, then, like, you're wearing... You've got a Quicksilver sticker on your car, and it's a billabong beach, and you're like, just fuck. You're going to get all your tires slashed and shit. <laughs> oh, I always do this. Throw the GoPro in the air in high speed. Ah, dude, look tasty, man. So oh, tasty. beautiful. This is not off of the coast of uh, California, huh? No, probably not. Let's take a look. <laughs> it's too green. It needs more brown. <laughs> Just as Ocean Fathoms, no other info. <laughs> Man, it makes it makes it look appetizing. The curling of the waves, man, it makes you want to be out there. Oh, 
These are some epic shots of some uh, Susie. Oh yeah. Wait. Nobody gonna tell him not to swim. When you get a GoPro, Dude. this is the footage you have to shoot. Yeah. It actually comes from the book. Cinematically, this, he's checked all the boxes on his GoPro yeah, on man. the inside. Yeah, that was great. Wow. I like it. Um, Susie and I took surf lessons on our honeymoon, and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a tough time paddling. Never surfing. Yeah, I think it was. It was the paddling. Although, like, I like bodyboarding. And yeah. I, mean, I guess you kick more than that's, you paddle. That's more fun. Yeah, you kick off. You kick off. You you get a little bit of pump. This you got to pump a lot to get going, and then the yeah. wave comes. You got to yeah. catch it. Yeah, and then ride it. It's like too much work for me. Yeah, living. All right, on the so West Coast. Uh, let's jump into community. I don't have much. All right. Um, okay. What you got? Well, you know what I got. I got a little bit of metal Luke, or oh, metal Luke. Luke five. Yeah, submitted two years ago. Sure and certain versus get right. Discussion thread, I always find it weird that Sure and Certain keeps getting so much more playtime live over Get Right, which uh, I couldn't tell you the numbers, but the way that you described uh, Get oh, yeah, Right, take a look. They, they play it a lot. Uh, Get Right was the better single, in my opinion. I, do, I don't hate Sure and Certain, by the way. I just think in comparison to get, get Right, it's just a weaker song. Does anyone have similar opinions on this? I would honestly want more Integrity Blues representation in the set list, but if it was going to be one of the singles, I'd take Get It. Get right. Do you have the numbers for sure and certain? I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, 275. So it has been played more okay. times. Okay. But only, what, uh, 80 more times? Yeah, and that's not bad. I mean, okay, all right. Uh, Metal Luke has a, has, a, has a point, but still, for yeah. a song getting played as much as Get Right does. It's their 19th most played song. Yeah. It's the number one song from Integrity Blues. Uh, and then Ella Bella Medella says, uh, nodding in agreement, Get Right is a much better song in my opinion, although both are in the weaker songs of the album. Uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think I recall somewhere that Zach loves playing Sure and Certain, maybe on his Instagram. Uh, so if they really enjoy playing it, mm. I see why it keeps appearing. It's funny, as it's not really a song I can imagine played live because of the changes that go through it. And then she suggests some other ones. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it's a general appreciation thread for both songs. Um I swear, Ginger Guitar, X92X, I think that's Little Red Guitars, but let's just see what they have to say. Uh, never been a f- big fan of Get Right. I still love Sure and Certain. The chorus is great. I don't know. I would I would totally take Get Right live over Sure and Certain. I think Sure and Certain, uh, if I were to put these on different records, Sure and Certain would be on Chase This Light, whereas Get Right yeah. would probably be on Futures, right? So it's yeah. like just more pop forward, uh, Sure yeah. and Certain is. Yeah. Yeah. All I can think of is sure and certain. I mean, it's probably from like the promo material that they had for it. Check out sure and certain on this, you know, yeah. this platform. It's like, I, yeah, you're right. It's on, it's on the pop music. And this one, uh, get right, is definitely more rock radio. Uh, let's see. I've 
Okay, submitted five years ago from Yarny Barney. First time I've heard Yarny Barney on here. Uh, I've definitely <laughs> heard Get Right Before. Where and when? It sounds very familiar. Is this an old song they remastered? It's very, very familiar. Or maybe it just sounds like one of their old songs. Is it just me or does anyone feel the same? And then they edit. Uh, found it. I've listened to this YouTube thousands of times. And it was a link to uh, House Cafe, June 29. Uh, let's see. This is... DeKalb, Illinois. This is Illinois. one of those early performances yeah. at gym solo shows. Yep, June 29, 2015. But I love that they have the uh, set list, which has Jim Adkins. He signed it. But everything is written in his handwriting, his uh, serial killer handwriting. And it goes like this. Love Don't Wait, Always Be, C- CTL, uh, Hev, Hell, Sunday, Get Right, Denver, PSU Rock My World, Damage, Girls with a Z, I will go, Polaris, Killy Kill, question mark, question mark, question mark, Sweetheart, You Were Good, Beautiful Is, I-Z, Casino, Casio, Casadega, and then Verk. V- he didn't play Casadega, did he? What's that? He didn't play Casadega, did he? Casino, Casio, Casadega at this show at the De- DeKalb, Illinois House Cafe, June 29, hmm. 2015. Uh, supposedly... Um, House Party, June 29th, DeKalb Rock. Uh, yeah, Jim Atkins performing live at the House Cafe. Jim's smooth vocals melted the microphone cable during Get Right and wasn't replaced until the <laughs> middle of You Were Good. <laughs> Which explains the crowd cheering at 5357. Uh, because of this, the mic cuts out and cries for mercy at various points between Get Right and You Were Amazing. Good. Amazing, wow. Yeah. So, that yeah, they were right. They had heard it before, an early recording. Jim played it on his solo acoustic a tour uh that's right but he brought it on the second leg because he didn't play it at velvet jones but right. i probably saw it at hollywood forever okay uh and i got this one from two months ago from snake oil 27 jim's got something super serious going on this is a 30 second clip of jim looks like when he was <laughs> i don't know man he looks like extra cut in this um let's listen to this i think our seriousness is paying off you guys if you got some good jams going on that's right, yeah. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I'm glad you popped this up. <laughs> the bass. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys got your, your Grammy acceptance speech ready to go? <laughs> That's like great. Rick's off half a step, man. <laughs> That's so good. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he's playing with just pure conviction. Like he, I know, man. Like, and Val- Valley Squirrel says, "Oh my God, I I seriously love these super serious videos." <laughs> Jim's so social media is so wholesome, says JG it is. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I got from Community. Oh boy. <laughs> so this song Ooh. is not particularly on Jake T. O'Donnell's list, but it is mentioned with sure and certain which i won't tell you where sure and certain lands on the list but uh here is what is said about get right right. the first song released from integrity blues uh was get right it didn't make this list because well 
it isn't very good. It's sort of a pale version of pain, which personally mm. is not what I want from Jimmy Eat World at all. I recall cringing hearing Get Right for the first time. Was Integrity Blues just going to confirm my worst fears about the forgettable parts of damage and signal a late career decline? About a week later, they released Sure and Certain. I don't know if that decision had anything to do with my initial reaction to Get Right, but needless to say, I changed my tune for what uh, the band had in store. Hmm. So that's how it comes up uh, in there. Um, I do like to go to the last FM shout box. Um, oh, finally, yeah. I can stop listening to Static Prevails on repeat and enjoy the new stuff. I love you, Jim Atkins. Please marry me, says Kit Pavar. I needed a new song from Jimmy Eat World. Woohoo, says Can't Imagine. Getting some futures and stay on my side tonight <laughs> vibes from this, says Ben Zander. And Twitch Bitch says this is so freaking good. Can't wait for the album. Yeah, a bit uh, good old Twitch box. Um, and then there's a couple comments from Chorus FM. Let me see if I can pull them up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is when the Get Right video is posted. Uh, Jorb Jorb says, video is tight. Pop Disaster Double Zero says, love the song, but I'm not sure I would have chosen it for a single. Uh, so that is uh, uh, the reactions to the music video being released. And here is the reactions, some of the reactions to when the song itself was released. Uh, solid single. Heck yeah. That's how I like my Jew. What a rocker. Honestly, one of the most consistent bands out there. They haven't had a bad album yet. Great single. Can't wait for the album. So that's all that stuff. Um, here's a, a lukeform. Not what I expected, but I really like it. Color me stoked. Uh, and then there's this song is just okay. I realized that I haven't been enthusiastic about a Jimmy single since maybe Big Casino. I didn't even like Pain Oof. a whole lot, and Futures ended up being one of my all time favorite albums. Meh, this is pretty boring, <laughs> says Chicken Lover. Um, so yeah, ah, uh, Chicken Lover. <laughs> there are, uh, it, it runs the gamut here. Um, there's some great <laughs> snark from a couple Chicken. of the admins. Uh, let me see if I can find one of them. Uh, Craig Manning says, really like the song, um, but I know Jason. And a, and uh, a couple other people like snarked some of the people in the comments here, which uh, <laughs> so uh, somebody says uh, some, somebody mentions that it was boring again. And Craig Manning says what passes for boring around here these days is pretty staggering. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jason says, I have so many jokes I want to make about boring bands, quote unquote. Uh, but then I remember people hated on every lead song I've ever seen released by Jimmy. Quote unquote, sounds like Fallout Boy. <laughs> so, uh, that's Jason just tuning out the haters. All right. So we've got other versions. Let's take a listen and watch, actually, to the yeah. acoustic uh, video uh, that was released by the band. Anybody's guitar as intonated as Jim Atkins, dude, man. It's his, it's his life's work, man, to get that yeah, man. perfect intonation. That's got a fresh cut here. Yeah, Everybody's looking fly. Never get tired, never feel the space. Tear 
All right, so Ooh. we've got a bunch of acoustics uh, coming up. But yeah, sounds great, right? Damn. Let's take a listen to Live at the Edge Acoustic. Let's see if it sounds All right. any is different. It... <laughs> is this where you were saying, like, it's just always like, it, yeah, it sounds exactly the same. Zach's back yep. there with his tambourine. I thought yep. I saw one that had a, um, I don't know why it's jumped to here, but let's just play it. We'll find way. Two eyes, inches from my face My heart gets beating at He's even got Tom on the baton He's playing like the uh, bass line, essentially Hold it down, hold it down No cajon I love this camera guy's like really in there, isn't it? Dude, he is just like rotating it a little bit, getting that Dutch. Yeah, man, getting that Dutch angle. Yeah. got those curly uh dangly strings man so let's go to indy 88 uh All so right. indy 88 is this I the controversial one yeah uh, i mean controversial for dumb reasons that i don't <laughs> really remember um indy 88 i think I, I think blink 155 had a member of uh, this is maybe how i maybe remember it blink 155 had a member of some 41 on and i think indy 88 Took audio from the pod and played it on the on the, really, on the huh? radio and like as their own or something. Oh, it, maybe it wasn't as egregious as that, but somehow somebody from Indie Eighty Eight did something not cool to the pod and then tried to deny that it happened at all. Uh, and terrible, man. Was, uh, yeah. And then it was like doubling down, like, well, this is fun, and now you're actually just being an asshole, and this oh, is dumb. dude. <laughs> so, Indy 88 got canceled. Look at Zach looking out the window, man. I like that this is in black and white, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these all sound identical, so I don't yep. know. Do you want to hear another one? <laughs> no, we don't have to. I think I think Jim has, has really dialed this one in. <laughs> yeah, totally. We, we've heard uh, enough. Um, um these I mean, you gents. mentioned the A-side acoustic. Oh, I said that. Uh, so let's look at this A-side acoustic real quick, just because I wrote Cajon because he's sitting on a Cajon. But I mean, maybe he's just playing the tambo on this. Yeah. Oh, who's this? Oh, OK. <laughs> Promo in the beginning. Here we go. Hey, y'all. We're Jimmy Eat World. Here oh, we go. he's yeah. not on a Cajon. But what does he have? Like a woodblock or something? Playing a couple songs from our Integrity Blues album. This one's called Get Right. It's a rain stick, I feel like. Oh, and now he's set it down. Jump to the end here. Yeah, it's he that, break that's out just the a, rain stick. It's just a nope. percussion shaker. I like Tom's green shirt here. Little bendies. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> Alright, sweet. So those are those. Then uh, here we go. This is the first video 
that I found. The oldest video on YouTube of this song is from Jim's Acoustic Show. This is posted by Josh B. Uh, Get Right, Destination Addicted by Jim Atkins of Jimmy Eat World. Uh, no preamble where he's just like, oh, well, this is like a new song. It sounds so full. Yeah. I don't know the real title of this song, but I absolutely love it. Please leave a comment if you know the name of the song and where it comes from. Metaluke in here. I believe it's called Get Right. We know what it's mm. like. Uh, so that's just the oldest first video. Uh, Josh B got the got the thing. Uh, there's the BBC Radio One performance of it, which is probably acoustic and sounds like yeah, how it sounds. Um, iHeartRadio. Okay, so this was in 2017, I believe, and they played the iHeartRadio Festival, which was shot at the old NBC studios in Burbank. I think it's just called the Burbank Studios now. Um, and I worked right down the street from this and I was like, do I go, do I go, do I go? And I ended up not going. Um, so uh, let's take a listen. It is an honor to be here to play music. Thank you so much. It's a new song. It's called Get Right. Oh, man. that belt man Woo. yeah <laughs> get it Tom yeah So good. Sounds just like the fucking record, yep. man. Yep. So good. Man, these guys good have dialed Lord. In. All right. Uh, let's see. I've got La La Um At uh, 12.47, they played. It probably sounds just like this, but let's take a listen. La La Palala. All right. Let's jump to 12.47. Oh, look at that, man. Meta. <laughs> Oh, this get, so they got much. a ground. It's a new song. It's called Get Right. They got a ground something. <laughs> okay, listen to the hi-hat here, man. Dude, Robin looking good back there, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, Rick sounds fucking oh, rad here. Oh, <laughs> Hammer on in there, too, man. <laughs> It sounds like he's playing slap bass, dude. <laughs> he's smiling. He knows how he yeah, sounds. Dude. Let's 
jump to the end -ish. Oh wait, I realized that I'm, this is a full concert. So I gotta go much less. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. The keyboard is super yeah, heavy, man. And I dig that. Like, I feel like people shy away from mixing that stuff high. I want it. I want all yeah. those elements that you don't normally get to hear. I wanted it more grainy, though, man. I wanted it more gritty. Fuck up. Yeah. Um, there was a live in Rio. <laughs> ah, nothing to write home about, and I'll stop it basically when they start playing the song, but it's a really fun intro that you can tell they kind of didn't expect from the audience here. All right. show with it dude uh. <laughs> <Tom> dude. <laughs> throwing his guitar. That's great. oh man they're just normally get, oh that. my gosh they're that just getting fun, into man. it oh that yeah, does look man. fun uh, oh what a joy now is there another song that that ole uh, there's so obviously it's very commonly used especially in soccer or something of but, course um does is there a song that that makes you think of uh probably something from Dropkick Murphys or, or like uh, something like this, that. It might be this one. Ole, 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 ole. This is Bouncing ole, Souls. Ole, oh. From their Hopeless Romantic ole, record. Ole, 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 ole. That's what I was channeling. Obviously, Blink is my favorite band of all time. But, like, this guy's voice is how I used to always try to sing live. Fuck, they're probably all Trumpy or something now. I'm like, over here. I like, sure hope not, I dude. Souls. I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, oh, uh, uh, this is classic. Classic Zach content right here. Did you see this? Mm, let's see. He, post he posted a drum cam vid. Oh, yeah. This looks like it's from Lullabola. <laughs> Although it's not from Lullapalala because uh, Rick and Tom have swapped spots. Look at that Ferris wheel, man. Oh, yeah, way over there, huh? This bass drum is just sucking up all the sound. Yeah, I know. The camera can't recover. Yeah. There's your hi-hat. Yeah, but even the hi-hat in the verses is great. It's because it's so pulled back, and it's very intentional. Because this is, like, kind of pedestrian compared to what he's doing in the verses. Yeah. <laughs> 
See, watch this hi hat. Like he's intentionally skipping beats on it. It's really yep. cool. It's intricate. Yeah, I guess is, uh, it is, man. What I'm looking at. So that is that. And then, uh, yeah, the Conan pulled video. I just have proof that they played it because there's a <laughs> in the band about it. Um, and yeah, that is all I have for live versions. God, so good though, man. They really, they've really knocked this track out. Oh yeah, live. So covers. I got six coosties, two drummers, and a guitar. You got more than I do, so maybe we can just check mine off as we go down my list. Sweet, yeah. Okay, well, my first one was from YouTube, Samuel Fissenich. Yes, and I actually found him on uh, SoundCloud first, but then I saw the video. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, I have that one on both spots. Yeah, but let's watch the video together. Okay, I didn't watch the video. I only found the SoundCloud, and then when I saw his name pop up on youtube i just put it next to the uh, soundcloud link i will paste it in then i got this going so all right here we go samuel fistenich oh cool that Lion King tapestry behind him. Yeah. Radiohead vibes to me. Yeah, there it is. I couldn't. Yeah, very Tom York. Yeah. I see how this bridge goes. job on those harmonies man (laughs) 
Mm, man. Woo. There's Sam. Nicely done, Sam. All right. Who do you have next? Uh, let's jump to Ames Q. Okay. Ames Q is another drum cover. Oh, no, acoustic. I said Hans will take their place. Far from intentions made. Ah, they did a like a cover a day project. This was posted June 22nd, 2018. Let's see how much they kept up with it. Dude, they did it. They did? Yeah, man. 365 covers. A cover a day. This is number 170 of 365. I know what one I'm going to play for you next. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Here it is, baby. Yeah, it's right in the middle. Almost fell into that hole. Oh, so this is 361 of 365, but they only did a minute of the song. Yeah. You were the same as me. Yeah. (laughs) So tight. So that was December 29th, 2018. 361, they only had four left. Man, it's got to feel good. Since I'm digging into YouTube here, did you see Alex Melton's latest? Yes, I did. Oh, oh so man. It's, so we it. were just talking about what? Um, Justin the, the other soundtrack. day. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. does it halftime? And I thought, this. I, I've been meaning to do a cover of this song for a while, but hearing yeah. his was so good. God, it's so good. I'm just going <sighs> to do a little bit of it. This is like a four-year strong. I mean, I know he's a yep. huge four-year strong head. Yeah, boo. Oh, so good. This record is so good. Give me a reason to end this discussion. Pop has produced this. We got to get Alex Melton. Yeah, we do. We got (laughs) to. Before he gets too big, dude. Before he gets too big. Yeah, I know. Before he wants nothing to do with us. Uh Okay, so that's a little digression. So uh, that was Ames Q. Who you got? Oh, I got James Biss. Uh, What did I say? Uh, uh, Yeah. um, Oh, I wrote James Bliss. That's why. Uh, So, yeah. Because James I think, Biss, uh, yeah. but you know what? He does He does uh, reap the bliss because I put on my notes, uh, oh, so sexual. Oh. Reminds me of Timothy Schmidt from Eagles. That bassist that they got, man. He looks like Killian Murphy. Oh, totally. <laughs> from intentions made haunting this sounds like the way that he's playing it it sounds like um 
What's the opening song from the movie Cruel Intentions? I'm destination Placebo. Every you, every me. Just gotta be someplace else. Never good time, never feel this space to get it right. Get it right. Ooh, yeah. Mm hmm. Pretty good though, huh? Yeah. Take a listen to this song and tell me this, like, he does not ooze these vibes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it sound like the same chords? Are, do you know this song? Let me listen to when he gets into the verse. Oh, okay. Yep. Not familiar. Ah. Uh. The band sounds familiar. I mean, I can hear their voice in other songs, but... So, Cruel hmm. Intentions is one of those movies that's like, I get, uh, let's just go to sleep and put something on. All right, I'm putting on yeah. Cruel Intentions then. Like, it's like <laughs> one of those movies I could just put on. It's so good. I mean, it's so bad, but it's like so good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's Cruel Intentions. But yeah, those chords, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, let's do, uh, let's do, oh, let's hit him up. Uh, yep. Um, Sugar Pill. Yep. Gotta play along. And this was like, of course, released like uh, the day after the song came out. Right, man. <laughs> so antsy. <laughs> He's come such a long way. Oh, yeah, man. He's got a Angels and Airways Dreamwalker shirt on. One day I'll be the, uh, I'll have like a, a modicum of talent like that. <laughs> uh, uh, once the kids grow up, you'll be able to all right, who you got do it all the time you want. I've got Robert Lee three. <laughs> yeah, Robert E. Lee. But Robert, Robert e. that's all I can think of in my Me head too, is Robert man. E. Lee. <laughs> Robert Lee three. Uh, maybe right. he is Robert E. Lee the third, but this is uh, right. from SoundCloud. <laughs> Slowing it down, baby.
Well, Robert. You know what it makes me think of? Like when the Beatles, like George Harrison was just kind of noodling around yeah. and they like playing the, the tape deck. And he's like, I've got a good one, boys. Like, Let's go get right. <laughs> and he plays that. Let's That's what it kind right. of is. <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love. Pretty good, Robert Lee Third. Yeah. All right, uh, and that's all I've got. To, all right, let's listen to Gunkle. Oh, Gunkle. Gunkle Great. is uh, playing drums, supposedly. Gunkle. Let's see. I jumped again. I'm just going to play from here. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Blow. It's like a little splash. Man. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, the way those toms sounded, I'm like, okay, this is an electronic kit. But then, like, why do you choose, why would they choose this splash sound and this yeah. hi-hat sound? They're like, seven-inch hi-hats and, like, a <laughs> six-inch splash. Seven-inch seven hi-hats. What was it? <laughs> the seven-inch hi-hats. Yeah. I mean, it sounds weird. It needs to be smaller. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is drumspace.de. Now, this this has like the overham, overhead cam setup. This, I oh. want this to be like church style so drums. So good. Oh, with the, with the plastic yeah. guard in front of it? Oh, uh, I was going to say just like overly complicated fills and lots of China splash like between hits here. Oh, he's got no China. Come on, man. Oh, on that right. Does. Yeah. You're right. There it is. So he's playing to a cover then. Let me dig into this. It says it's a play along, but like to what? Because that's not Jim. This isn't a Schlagengurgricht. Oh, Schlagengurgricht. Yeah, I know. I couldn't read that. <laughs> Schlagzeguntericht. Schlagzeguntericht. I guess you got it. Bam practice bass, probably. <laughs> we need we need that dude that we had that was just like all Tom, all Toms. Yeah, there was know, no man. like not a <laughs> drummer. There was the like, wrong gig. Yep, yep. All right, here's one percent snare. Hill. All right, doing acoustic. Oh yeah, this is cool. They're like in a church. At first, I was like, what is this, like, voyeuristic video? But this person is just going to find him in the chapel here. Look. There you go. Maltester Krankenhaus Sessions. Take 
number two, Jimmy Eat World cover, Get Right, by Brosey Hill. We're in a mask in church. That yeah, might be a white acoustic. Yeah. Disney Dude, now. just give me a room like that and a little, uh, like a camping chair, the little triangular <laughs> ones. Man, I'd be in there for a few hours just <laughs> recording yeah, with my iPhone, recording what right. I could. Woo! All right, and here's Rachel Borges. This might be my oh, last okay. one. Okay. All right, Rachel Borges. I, I put acoustic, but I wasn't sure. I think Oh, we've had Rachel her before. Yeah. We've had her do covers on here before. Four views posted January first, twenty nineteen. She's got a great voice. Yeah, we had her on Chase This Light. Rachel Borges, man, she does a good job. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the theater girls in high school. Yeah, imagine her in like a a nice low lit vibey uh, yeah, club. Yeah, uh, you know? speakeasy. Yep, exactly. That's how yeah. I picture her really getting down. Yeah. All right. Well, Justin, the time has come. Do you have yep. a rave to Jay? I do. Sick. I can't remember which one me was too. the better one though. I want to pick the right one. Oh, <laughs> all right. Do you have a rave to Jay? I do. Okay. Mine's called Rigette. Or Rige. Okay. Ooh, Rige. It's a French. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, the a background on it is while I was researching uh, this song, I came up with the J-Lo song, Get Right. Oh. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, J-Lo song, Get Right. I don't know this one. And then when I listened to the Rave DJ, I was like, oh, I absolutely do know the song. In a billion years, I would never have been able to tell you it's called Get Right. So here is Rige. I can't believe Mom had to work tonight. Oh, the uh, uh, context is music video here. So. Ooh, 
mean, it's a fun watch because it's yeah. a lot of J-Lo all over the place. She's playing like <laughs> six characters in it, all with like different hairstyles and, and all that stuff. Uh, hair color, hairstyle, um, different locations. It's a cool video, and I like to watch J-Lo dance. So that yes. is Rige. Um, You know, you you actually sparked my oh. uh, my memory as to what I had for mine. I forgot completely what these were. And uh, so it's funny. We both went hip hop, man. I went with uh, Big Pun and, and Fat Joe doing Still Not Sick. a Player. <laughs> so this is right, not a get. And uh, I thought I came out pretty darn good, man. Let's peep it. This is so good. me i can't imagine this seems like something you would know but have you heard incubus version of that song yeah yeah man yeah, that dude, was uh loud so rocks good. that was a compilation. yeah bubbly rub the spot the drums are so good on that the cover of this album is terrible man <laughs> i don't know it it's like a blue genie it's like a blue muscly genie it was terrible Oh, but this was the one that was the one song I got the whole album for. Oh, yeah. That compilation. Dude. I think so this good. is one of my like uh, LimeWire finds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. 
And I was like, I don't know why they did it, but it's amazing. So how did you how did you end up on that song? Oh, you know what? I don't know why. I'm not even sure. I thought in my head when I listened to this one, I was like, boom, 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 uh, and I, I heard that. I don't know what it was that drew me toward it, other than nice. hearing it in my head. Sick. Well, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song "Get Right" by uh, band Jimmy Eat World? Dude, it, this is a this is a stone cold banger. Um, yeah, coming off of uh, "Past the Baby," it's like like I was saying before, it's like an uh, an unrelenting seven minutes of sound, and uh, to end with those dissonant little chords at the very end, and and Zach's snare snaps in there. Yeah, um, yeah, I love this track, man. What about you? Same. Uh, I mean, uh, I think I didn't think much of it before. I think still, if I think between this and Sure and Certain, I'd prefer Sure and Certain, but not you know by any large margin. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I think it's a great middle part of this record like i don't ever think about this song when i think of integrity blues because i think of integrity blues more on the sonic palette of like the opener or like you know what i mean like things yeah. of, of that nature um mm-hmm. but uh i love that this and past the baby are on the record specifically to sort of break it up and bring the rock into the record um and i think that's fun so uh, i hope they make more songs like this like this is like remember when we were talking about like oh what do we think the new jimmy world i think we were talking to alex rice about it yep um what do we think the new Jimmy Eat World record or sound like? And I think it, it, more of like this, like Jimmy Eat World plugged in with JMJ on the ones and twos behind. Yeah, not on the ones and twos, but you know behind Pro- the board. Produced, so. produced yeah. angst. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there it is. Um, yeah, man. So uh, hopefully you all will remember where your exits are on the freeway, uh, <laughs> and if you don't, remember be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the podcast for the first time, long time friend online, first time meeting online, uh, and everybody gets to watch or listen, I guess. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jacob Godby, am I saying your last name correctly, sir? You nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, David. Hell yeah. From the band Mrs. Ghost, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about your brand new song, and we'll even premiere it on the show. Why not? Um, but before we do, we're going to talk a bunch of Jimmy Eat World. Are you ready for that, sir? I am 100% ready to talk about my favorite band and then Jimmy Sick. Eat World. <laughs> so uh, the song this week, let's let's talk more on a macro level. Sure. Uh, we met on the chorus forums, right? No, never before that. I, did I don't think so. Yeah, I was more of a lurker on Absolute Punk. Mm-hmm. I think I created Same. a... I think I created an account like... Um, a year before it switched to chorus, so yeah, I think we met on chorus, and then I was in LA for a few years where That's right. you are, and I want to say that it was the Will Turn show. I had posted that I was going to be there, and I know you and I were in the same room that night, and we never actually crossed paths. But and I don't want to give it away. You can totally cut this out if you want. You are responsible for top three nights uh, in Los Angeles for me and top 10 nights of my entire life when I got into the magic castle. That was so okay, good. awesome. Like <laughs> good. My, f- do you remember what shows you saw? And did I recommend shows specifically because of the night you were going? I don't, uh, you did okay. recommend a few. I don't remember exactly what I saw. Okay, good. I do have that the mean, flyer. That means I, uh, nice. That means I, re- that means I at least knew one or two of the magicians performing that night to give you recommendations. So that that's a good night at the castle for sure. We saw as many shows as we could. I don't think there was a theater that we didn't 
see something. That's in. great. Yeah. Oh, that's a great night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it sure. was so fun. So thank you. Oh, good, man. Yeah, of course. And you're always welcome back at any time. So, um, so yeah, uh, that was pro. I think I got really heavily into the chorus forms during the California release cycle for Blink's California record oh. in 2016, I think. Yeah. Um, so that was really when I dove in, I feel like to the, to the chorus forums uh in earnest um and with this new job i just don't really have a lot of like free time online anymore so i sort of ghosted the uh uh i mr ghosted the yeah. forums and uh so uh let's talk because we're from the music forums in that area we also frequent the jimmy eat world forum there uh where we uh shared our affinity for the band and so i wanted to know about your journey with the band jimmy eat world how it started uh where it's been going what you're excited for yeah i i would love to talk about it thank you for asking it started definitely during bleed american when the middle came out but i remember like hearing other tracks on the album deeper cuts and listen i think i was six years old when bleed american came out so it didn't quite hook me it was a little too mature for my taste at the time uh, and I did not get futures, but I loved pain and the music video made me just, I was like, what is this? This is way above my head. So it was my best theory came out at the same time that I was learning how to drive a car. And my father had XM radio in his truck and we listened to alt nation and they premiered my best theory and they premiered stop. And those songs finally hooked me. So Invented was technically my first album cycle as an actual fan. So it was a weird spot to jump in, but I'm very, very glad I did. And I, I have a fond place in my heart for that album because of that timing. Nice. Uh, Damage came out and then Integrity Blues came out, which is one of my favorite albums because uh, it, it just came out like the perfect time of year. It was a Montana fall. I still have these like fond memories of walking around the university district here in Missoula, listening to what I think is probably the most consistent Jimmy Eat world album since futures. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, now it, you have an affinity now going back to futures, uh, uh, yeah. in a sort of hindsight sort of way, having come as a fan, uh, later into their album cycles, where do you sort of stack like like uh, cl classics like Clarity? I, I think if I recall, maybe Clarity hadn't clicked with you maybe until Future or the um, Phoenix Sessions, right? That is correct. Yeah, I yeah, because yeah, you know chorus forums, we rank nonstop. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> which I appreciate. I do. I, I like the opportunity to get to revise my list because yeah, Clarity. I I went through like a bad breakup a little over a year ago and. I would I was unemployed at the same time too so just a just a one two punch and for some reason clarity like clicks and I would just walk around and listen to clarity and then the phoenix sessions I was like this album's incredible so I'd probably still put futures on top and then clarity below it but uh yeah clarity is one of my favorites now I I perpetually underrated that one for for many many years but I have come around I've seen the light david <laughs> for sure i mean and i don't think that i don't think there's a there's no wrong way to uh to eat a jimmy world albums uh <laughs> album discography um i i always say um so uh knowing that sort of fandom now were you to choose a favorite song uh in their catalog what might that be at least today <laughs> wow 
That is yeah. a, I was not prepared for that question. Now I like 23, but I don't love it. Like everyone else does. And, Oh, that's tough. I, I want to go kill, but a praise chorus is right up there as well. And oh, those are probably my top two. One of them because yeah. it's like the fan favorite, like moody track. And the other one, because it's just like the world favorite, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Totally. Well, good. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer there in there at all. So this week we're talking the song Get Right. I'll pull up my notes. Um, but what are your what, do you remember the first time you heard Get Right in particular? Or the first time it really struck you? Maybe not the first time you heard it, but the first time it really struck you and you're like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. Uh, or did you not have that moment with that song at all? Well, funny story. The first time I heard the song, I didn't know what it was because I saw Jim here in Missoula. He played to about 12 people in acoustic set while he was touring his EP. And it was an incredible show. I got to meet him afterwards because there were only like 12 people there. So he just literally walked off stage uh, and down the stairs and started shaking hands immediately after the show. Um, and I took the set list. And I only recognized about half of the songs that night that he played. And then Integrity Blues came out later. And I'm looking back at the set list because I had it up on my wall in college. And there's a bunch of Integrity Blues tracks on it, like Get Right, the title track. Uh, I think You Are Free was on there. So he had been playing Integrity Blues songs over a year before they actually came out. So technically, that was the first time I heard Get Right. But um, like many other fans in the loop, the first time I actually knew what it was, was when this major label band was like, hey, here's a free download of a song on our website, which I thought was such a cool move because, you know, bands don't really do that anymore, especially with streaming. It's like just not that hard. But yeah, they straight up just gave it away. Yeah. And we've talked about that on the show. The cool thing, one of like the per first bits of trivia I ever learned about Jimmy Eat World um, was that they were labelless mm -hmm. and they completely self-produced albums on their own and sold them to the labels after the fact, which is such a cool flex. And I think it's things like that that make being able to put your song online for free for anybody just like a no-brainer, easy thing for them. There's no legal loopholes they need to go through. You know, they probably have all those... Uh, all those documents drawn up when uh, they sell the record to the label, like, hey, we can release music however we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and you need to be okay with it. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but they leaked a bunch of stuff too to like generate hype, right? Uh, for this song, in, for this record Sorry. for Integrity no, Blues? No, 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 for, for uh, uh, Bleed American. Uh, for Bleed American, yeah, they were, um, the, well... They leaked, yeah, I do want to say, yeah, Bleed American makes more sense than, I'm trying to think, did they leak Clarity on Napster to get... Uh, oh, that might have been it. I'm thinking maybe the Sweetness I'm demo. I'm wondering, though, is 99 too old for for that? It's... <sighs> to, no matter what the album was, Clarity or Bleed American, yes, Zach put the songs up on Napster. Love that. Specifically, I think when they were going to, I think to help pay for Bleed American because they were paying for it out of pocket. Mm -hmm. They toured, they released the singles album, they did all these things that were fundraisers. And when they toured Europe, they were like, nobody out here, that we have no distribution in Europe. We're going to put the songs up online so people know the songs. And it worked. They went to Europe and everybody knew the songs. So um, that made uh, that made for an easy transition for them. 
so yeah, 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 for sure. You, 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 uh, for, for coming in in 2010 in earnest, like, I don't know, you've, you've really, uh, digested their, uh, lore well, I would say. Well, I've um, been listening to a lot of, uh, this podcast and. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, even, I mean, you listen to that gym episode and, and that'll debunk, you know, some of the biggest fan myths or, you know, the, he, you had him answer some like, there were questions I was like, I don't know what a single word in that sentence means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, uh, you should have heard the unedited version of that interview. <laughs> uh, I would love to. Yeah. It's, um, th- thank it's, you uh, again for having me. You didn't have to stoop to my level after you had Jim on here. That's oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, of course. Of course. So, um, let's see. Uh, uh, here, just for, for old time's sake, because we played so many. So, uh, how many did I find? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine different versions of get right being played acoustically on radio shows uh so let's listen to a little bit of this one together just so we can experience it and everybody can hear even one more acoustic version of this song this is from what live in the lounge whatever this is oh i have it muted here we go so so I'll, i'll set the scene here uh, there's a lot of panning cameras. Oh, Jim is not wearing his standard uniform. He's wearing like a gray golf polo. Like this looks like it's like a very soft. Oh, he's not nylon. doing black on black with belt to the no, side. No, this is this is not the standard. This looks like it is a sweat wicking fabric of some sort, which I think Jim can use. You know, it has the penguin on it. What's the brand with the penguin? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some other people might know. And then Zach's over there hanging out with a... Uh, little shaker and tambourine. tambourine. Yeah, man. And Tom's over there basically playing the bass line on single strings on his acoustic. So. And there's, <laughs> there's an audience awkwardly watching. It's excuse me, kind of a cool place. And Jim is not playing his maton here, which we talk about on the show a lot. He's playing a tailor. Oh. So for the gearheads. I kind of think that not... that version bangs harder than the album version. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, you got to kind of like know that you've, you you got to approach it with a swagger to be able to pull like such a rocking song off on acoustic and make it sound pretty good. Yeah. And I, I like this song. And I know in the email, I kind of was like, it's not my favorite on Integrity Blues. Um if I had to pick, it might be my least favorite song on Integrity Blues, but this might, yeah. this is probably my fourth. Pretty good song to be uh, exactly. uh, a least favorite song. <laughs> exactly. And I think, I think it's track six. I think it's more of like a track nine or 10. I think Pass yeah. the Baby into You Are Free would be just fine. And, you know, after the ending of Pass the Baby hits so hard, I think then sticking with that mode and to get right doesn't quite. Yeah. work for me but um i do remember you know what i wish they did and i talk about the, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i thought of that on this episode and i didn't mention it this would have been the perfect time to to in the last hit of past the baby don't let it ring out and fade out yeah. like everybody does now let that be the first hit of get right and that would be and bands don't do that enough anymore and i get the playlisting and yeah you, you know it makes it awkward but sometimes you get really cool times where that works mm-hmm. on a playlist where like the last hit of something goes into the first hit of something completely different and i love that uh, anyway what you, you what you were gonna say well, two things i got into an argument on chorus one time because someone was like i love the transition from pass the baby and to get right and i was like the one with all the feedback that comes to a dead stop and then get right kicks in and they were like 
Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'd call that a transition, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Or have the gap there, like, but make the dead stop the right amount of ca- like, like, yeah, make the count feel like it's one track. Like, I remember the first time I listened to, um, this is very niche, but uh, set your goals mutiny record. Mm-hmm. And I thought the first four songs was one song mm-hmm. with just a couple different movements because everything, every song does have an end, but the count into the next song makes sense and it feels linear. Yeah. And it also, they let the ring outs go. But um, I thought that first, <laughs> I remember I was like, oh, I really like this first song. And I was like, oh, it's four songs. Yeah. Oh, it's not a, <laughs> yeah, it's not a 12 minute track. Yeah. That's harder than it than people think too. Like I definitely on the day that we were getting like the final mixes for the Mrs. Ghost album was like, okay, we, we need like 0.3 more seconds at the end of this one or, or whatever. But, um, what I was going to say way back when was I remember when get right came out and I was like, that is a bold choice for a first single. And the first single ended up actually being sure and certain, which makes way more sense. But, um, I, I was kind of curious how they were going to like lead an album off, uh, like an album cycle off with with get right but this album i was it seemed really successful for him i know i see that it hit you know number 17 on the u.s billboard 200 uh i bought the vinyl for this i went all I, yeah i went all out i i've seen them so many times too i'm just yeah i could fanboy about this band all day long <laughs> yeah for sure all right sweet so um you you started to transition and i wanted you to finish your point but let's talk about mrs go so this begun pre-pandemic if i remember correctly that's right yeah i was living in austin um after la was like no get leave no actually (laughs) uh it was fine it wasn't for me but um maybe i would have stayed you know if 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 you if we would hang out but too busy having a (laughs) wife and kids that's true it's not easy anymore (laughs) um yeah, I, I started in Austin. I was in a uh, Blink-182 cover band, because uh, what band doesn't start that way? And uh, there were three of us, and one guy was like, he like, it's a classic tale, really, of he brought a song of his own to practice. And I was like, that rocks. And the other guy was like, nah, let's not do that. And so we, two of us broke off and formed Mrs. Ghost. We released a couple uh, songs when I still lived in Austin, and then pandemic started i was a preschool teacher when it happened and i just got super duper burnt out i was uh i was teaching a two-year-old room so that means either in diapers or potty training uh and no one's on the same page you know i'm not getting to teach like numbers and letters i'm having to teach like how to breathe (laughs) like the fundamentals of like life and i'm not saying i did a bad job or anything but uh you know some of those kids have been arrested since then no um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah we uh, i ended up moving back home to montana because all of my family lives here you know and i i had a successful comedy troupe here in college so i was like if i go back i at least have crowds built in you know people know me here and we still just kept writing like there was there was like this undeniable uh like musical chemistry and so and your partner was still down in austin yeah and he's, you were he writing still remotely. is too so we were writing Sweet. remotely a, a lot of the tracks on the album there's 11 of them a lot of them were written together but there are like four i think or four or five that were written and like collaborated on remotely but he did fly up here to montana and we recorded it in my buddy kurt's basement and uh but, thank you kurt yeah thank you kurt he has a weirder setup than you know 
you think it's just a basement and then he goes do you want uh 10 tracks on the drums or do you want 14 because we can set up as many mics as we need <laughs> so that's what's up yeah we we were outfitted he's a gearhead and it, and it really worked because we are not You're familiar with the uh, portlandia sketch the the same stuff they use on pet sounds yes exactly i i <laughs> yeah i imagine it's that <laughs> That's the one. The I got all the right gear. I just need the right people. <laughs> the horn. I can't remember what song it is, but that really loud horn that just goes in the one song. That's on our album. So sick. That's great. Yeah, and then we got the same pets too. They're very, very old. <laughs> same stuff they use on pet songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's tight, man. So uh, you've got eleven tracks on this record. Um, uh, had a successful Kickstarter to get the record done, right? Uh, pandemic notwithstanding um and then here we are on the other side of it i've got a track here sitting in my inbox called say la vie i would love to listen to it with you in real time talk about it after the fact and then we can get you out of here how about that that sounds great Swick, i'm gonna hit play soundboard uh open so i could probably pl- pr- press applause on it oh yeah thank <laughs> like you. a real radio show <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude that was so great so talk about what your roles 
were on that track because it's two of you in the band, correct? Yes, two Mrs. of us. Ghost is a two piece. Uh, that was way more than two things going on. So yeah, <laughs> let's talk about what Jacob's role was on that. Yeah, yeah. So Sean, my bandmate, and I are both kind of uh, multi instrumentalists, and we fill a lot of different roles on the album. He's singing, and he wrote that song. Uh, I wrote and sang on four tracks on the album. I played drums on every track on the album. I played bass on most of the album, except when we brought in someone better <laughs> for a few of the songs. And on that track, uh, Sean's playing all the guitars. However, there are songs where I contribute guitars as well. But that solo is him. I do my best like Travis Barker impression in the bridge. Yeah, dude. With the splash symbol, I had to bring that in. And as uh, as Josiah <laughs> calls it, I had to get some dishwasher sounds. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I love that you were washing them dishes, baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, that's one of our older ones that we, we definitely wrote when we were like in the same room. And I, I think that that's energy tight. is palpable. And those bass chords going into the bridge were so sick, very hoppacy. Oh yeah, thanks. That that's the that's the Blink One Eighty Two track on the album. We you know, yeah, man. Two singers. We want to channel all the best like two singer bands. You know, Blink One Eighty Two, the Menzingers, Outline Trio. Yeah. Um, and there's some like you know some slower stuff on the album, kind of like what the Menzingers are going for now with like Hello Exile. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't have my cup. My uh, I have my my sticker cup. It's a Starbucks cup. Um. That I have a bunch of stickers on. I have my Mrs. Ghost sticker on there from uh, the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, and um, it's funny because I was a little taken aback. I always don't know why. I just always assumed it was gonna be an acoustic thing. Maybe in my mind, I remembered you being in the like because the Blink One Eighty Two cover band was an acoustic cover band, was it not? Yeah, and then every like live performance of Mrs. Ghost that we got to do was acoustic because it was just the two of us. So, so I think I think I just got in my brain that it was just like, all right, cool, it's gonna be like an acoustic thing, and then like I was like, fuck, this is a fucking record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I played it for my sister recently. I made her like drive around and listen to the album, and she was like, that sounds way better than I expected. So <laughs> the classic sister uh, of the the. The endorsement from the sister. That's way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping I'm hoping to pick up my, my goal for this album, because, you know, all your friends will listen to it to be nice. Your family will listen to it or whatever. I want to pick up some strangers with this album. I want to get some new ears yeah. that like it or find something to enjoy in it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to get it out there. And, and I'll make sure to get you a new Mrs. Ghost sticker. Where I got some new ones on the way. Ah, it's in pretty good shape, but yeah, I'll I'll always take a good Mrs. Ghost sticker. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey man, uh, I think you guys really nailed it, and I'm very excited for you both. I hope Jason gives you some prominent placement on the site, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best. And thank you, by the way, for being the first band to come on the show and premiere a new track. Thank you for having me, man. When you yeah, man. you messaged me about this podcast like years ago before you even started it. And you're like, well, we'll have Your you on. One. And yeah. And so I was like, count, you know, looking at my clock, like, all right, guys, it's been 113 episodes. Is this going to happen? <laughs> you, you know what? Honestly, I probably because especially at the beginning, we were very much like, oh, we'll have anybody on. Like, I think the second guy we we had on was a guy Justin found or the first guest we had on was on the second episode. And it was somebody that Justin had found in the Amazon reviews of an item he was looking for when he was trying to upgrade his internet situation in his man cave where he records the podcast. We were like, wow, oh, we need better internet out there. So he went to go look for a, like a, a Wi-Fi extender and somebody had submitted a video 
And it was hilarious. We were like, we need to get this guy on an episode. And I was like, why? And so we made all these promises to all these people that I'm 100% sure I've forgotten. So yeah, everybody else, do like Jacob. Reach out to me if I promised you a spot on the pod because I 100% just forgot. I'm just so. giving you crap, man. I mean, <laughs> I probably told you you could be on mine and then I ended it at episode 100. So there are definitely some people I left out in the cold. But That's great, though. Even that, doing an episode run of 100 is wild. Like that, Justin and I are this far into the show. It's like, uh, it's it's one of those things, like I always remember a Blink-182 quote. And it was, everyone was like, oh, how do you deal with the successor? Do you ever get in your head about writing a record? And Mark Hoppus is always like, we just keep our head down and keep going. And like, that's kind of how it's been with the song. It's just like, every time we rap, I'm like, what's next week's song? All right, great. Let me start listening to it. And then I'll do the research. And then it's just like, all of a sudden it's Sunday or Monday again, depending on which day we record. And it's like, all right, here we are again. And what's nice is the company's good, right? So yes, like, yes. Uh, that makes it um, good, so. Off the top of your head, do you know how many tracks total you're doing? I want to say 176, and then Jim already hinted that there'd be new music this year. I know. So, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> if they don't, they're going to break their three-year rule, and I'm so mad. Yeah. No, no, no. He, he said for sure it's going to be this year. So, um, so you know, maybe that gets us to 180. My guess is that that's going to be an EP, um, and then uh, there'll be a full record after that. So, yeah. Cool. But um, in some ways, it's like counting down the days, like yeah. being excited to like be like, oh, I can like do something else but i do like hanging out with justin so maybe we'll just hang out in person more i'll be honest i was surprised when blink 155 kept going i really thought they were gonna like yeah. take some time off and, and but no those those guys uh have their thing and they yeah they just keep doing it yeah man uh yeah i i really respect them and obviously this is a huge love letter not only to that show um but uh but to uh canadians yeah, that's what it is. Thank you. Thank you for really landing the plane there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else I was going to? No, I think I I think I think nailed anything. Is there anything else you want to plug? Obviously, Mrs. Ghost. When does your record come out? Our record, Entertainment for the End Times, comes out June 17th, 2022, if you're listening to this in the future. You can get it at mrsghost.com or mrsghost.bandcamp.com. And... Yeah, I've got CDs, we got t-shirts, we got stickers, I got bundles. I went in Photoshop and made all that shit, you know? We don't Sick, we, it's man. all DIY. We don't have anyone. I'm literally just sitting at home doing it all myself. So Well, good for you, man. Well, I'm excited to see your Instagram is also very hilarious and uh all the things that you keep doing. I'm glad we've kept in touch all these years and let's continue to do so. Let this not be the end of the road. No, I completely agree. You are one of my favorite online friends, if not my favorite, but don't tell Jason. <laughs> 